0: What are Islamic beliefs and practices? In Islam, the six articles of faith and the five pillars are mandatory for Muslims to believe and practice. And that's what we'll be discussing today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith.
1: Hello, you are listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, and we are back again with our series on Islam.
0: Yep, it's good to be back. I'm Robbie Lashwood. I'm here with Tyler Hurley,
1: and we are ready to dive back into Islamic beliefs. Yeah, this is really interesting because there's just so much text too, which we talked about last week. And then going through it all, not only is there a lot of text, but there's a lot of practices and beliefs and things that they have to follow uh, pretty strictly. So uh, we're really excited to get into that topic for today. Uh, But before we do that, we have a couple of announcements. So first off, we have... Our Deep Faith Conference coming up soon.
0: Uh, Yeah, I can't wait for this. It's getting closer and closer. November 2nd, the Deep Faith Conference. It's an apologetics conference. Uh, I'll be speaking at it. Sean McDowell's coming in. Um, My friend James Umber. we got a whole ton of breakout sessions. Lunch. Everything. It's here in the Phoenix area on November 2nd. And if you could come out to it, that would be great. You can get tickets at deepfaithapologetics.com. So go ahead and get those, and hopefully we'll see you there. And Tyler and I, we're going to have a Christ Culture and Coffee table there,
1: and uh, we'll be there, uh,
0: yeah, hopefully meeting a lot of listeners and hanging out and getting to know you guys. So
1: we'd love for you to join us at the Deep Faith Conference. Yeah, and with that, make sure that you go and follow us on our social media accounts on Instagram and Facebook, where we post updates about different events like the Deep Faith Conference or any other thing that we're going to be having in the future. And then uh, you can just kind of stay up to date with what's new. And then with that, we also have our Facebook group, Christ Culture & Coffee Insiders, which we've been talking about every episode now because yep. we want you to be a part of it. Yeah, we it's, do. It's I just exclusive. approved
0: a bunch of people yesterday, so yeah, welcome all you new insiders. Yeah. But we want more there people you. to get in there and to talk and to uh, discuss and to share ideas, and it's a, it's a really cool place filled with really cool people.
1: Yeah, so please make sure that you get on there and do that, but— um for today, we are going to get into the topic of texts for Islamic beliefs.
0: Yes, this is uh, this is important because if we're going to be able to um, love and speak intelligently with our Muslim friends and neighbors. We need to know what they believe. Yeah. It's a loving thing That's to right. do, to submit our minds, to study where they're at so we can know how to guide them and how to help them see who Jesus is.
1: No, it's good. Because you know, too, When um, whenever I'm talking with friends, it, it all uh, for Christian beliefs, mm-hmm. you want it, it makes me feel like they respect me and they actually listen to what I ha- have to say if they actually read the Bible and they tried to investigate something themselves, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, because they're, yeah. they are trying to understand where you're coming from. Right, yeah. So it's a loving thing to do. Yes. to study where other people are coming from. I totally agree with That's that, That's right. Tyler. So if
1: you just reflect and think, you know, like, h- how would I want someone to approach me mm-hmm. with trying to convince me that I'm believing in a lie or, like, <laughs> that I want to believe in truth, or like, uh, point me to the truth, basically. Mm-hmm. And so um, just... Uh, Considering that when going through these beliefs, it's really important just to know and be familiar with yep. them. So.
0: And it's important, I think, to to, to put yourself in, in their shoes in this sense. S- sometimes I, I think as Christians it's easy for us to learn about other beliefs that yeah. we disagree with and um and think that they're ridiculous. Yeah, and again, some of them are illogical and some of them are really um, hard to believe. However, uh, we can't just dismiss it like, well, that's silly or that's that's ridiculous. Or we, yeah. we also don't want to be people who just make fun of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets it's tough sometimes. Right. And I'm not perfect at it at all. Yeah. But if we really are caring about other people, um, we need to remember people out there believe this stuff and it may yeah. look silly and it may look ridiculous to us but there are people that are believing this lie that are dying and going to hell and we need to love them enough to take seriously their beliefs and to move into the space where we can talk intelligently with them and love them and and steer them towards the truth
1: mm. yeah no that's so true so
0: yeah it's difficult well hey um what we want to talk about today are the six articles of faith in Islam and the five pillars mm. now a lot of people are familiar with the five pillars But the six articles are um, less familiar. And, And basically, I like breaking it up into these two ideas. The six articles of faith are six doctrines that Muslims have to believe to be Muslim. Like you can't disagree with these and be a Muslim. You have to believe these. And the five pillars are the five things that they do. The five pillars are deeds that you need to do in order to gain favor with Allah and hopefully get into heaven. Okay,
1: so articles are beliefs, pillars mm-hmm. are due.
0: Yep, Yeah. Right. one's beliefs, one's how you earn heaven, or works, or mm-hmm. deeds, yep. So with the six articles of faith, let's go through those. The first of the six articles is that you need to have belief that Allah is one with no division in essence or person, right? Now again, does this sounds like Judaism, right? Hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, right? And that was Muhammad's big point, was monotheism.
1: Yeah, that's right. I remember hearing too about how uh, he actually had some issues with people in the community, because it was very polytheistic. Yeah, in Mecca, very polytheistic, yeah. yeah. And he was preaching monotheism, so obviously
0: this is a core doctrine, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you got to believe there's only one God, and it's Allah. Now, they do say that you need to believe that there's no division in his essence or in his person. Mm. So this means there isn't a trinity. There isn't a son of Allah. Yeah, so one. With just mm. one person. That's Allah. Just one. Mm. Okay? So that's that's what they're getting at. And and this is one of the reasons that to attribute something to Allah is just anathema to them. It's 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 heresy. Because he is only one. So you can't say that there's a son. And, and this, this sin, the worst sin you can commit in Islam, it's called the sin of shirk, S-H-I-R-K. Um, and it's usually translated as idolatry, but it means ascribing a partner to Allah. Because you don't—he's yeah. so transcendent. Like, you can't say what he is. You can't attribute stuff to him. So to attribute a partner to him or characteristics or whatever is, is a big deal to them because he's so holy. He's so transcendent. He's so other. Huh. Yeah, that's A yeah. <laughs> big deal, right? So um, we, we see examples of this um, in the Quran in Surah chapter 59, 22 through 24. Uh, it says, He is Allah other than whom there is no deity. You see that? No yeah. deity, right? It goes on and it says, "Knower of the unseen and the witnessed. He is the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. He is Allah, other than whom there is no deity. There it is again.
1: Mm. No
0: deity, right? <laughs> it goes on. The sovereign, the pure, the perfection, the bestower of faith, the overseer, the exalted in might, the compeller, the superior. Exalted is Allah above whatever they associate with him. Hmm. He is Allah, the creator, the inventor, the fashioner. To him belong the best names. Whatever is in the heavens and earth is exalting him, and he is the exalted in might, the wise. So you see, very, it's only him. There's nobody else. And if people, they associate things with him, he's above that. You can't associate things with him. (laughs) Interesting, right? It is, it is. Now here's another one that's a little more poignant. You want to read that for us,
1: Tyler? It's uh, Surah 4:171. Yeah, it says, O people of the book, commit no excess in your religion, nor say of God, aught but the truth. Christ Jesus, the son of Mary, was no more than an apostle of God, and his word which he bestowed on Mary, and a spirit proceeding from him. So believe in God and his apostles, say not Trinity, cyst, It will be better for you. For God is one. Glory be to Him! Far exalted is He above, having a son. To Him belong all things in heavens and on earth. And enough is God as a disposer of affairs.
0: Okay, so this is very poignant to people of the book, mm. which that's you, that's you as a Christian, yeah, and Jews, <laughs> right? It's people who believe in the Torah and the Injeel, the Gospels. Don't commit excess in your religion. Don't say things of God except for what's true, right? <clears throat> and then he goes on to say, Jesus was a great apostle, but yeah. he was not the Son of God. Don't say Trinity, right? Yeah. Don't associate anything with Allah. Why?
1: Because he is far exalted above having a son. Yeah, well, it's still even interesting that they consider him as as an apostle, and then they oh also, Jesus, yeah, yeah, and then it, but it also says in here that he was um it says it says right here Christ Jesus the son of Mary was no more than an apostle and his word which he bestowed on Mary and a spirit proceeding from him so uh, uh, that's just really interesting they think that he's sharing god's word and that, like he is word but it's like I don't know, and then they don't listen to like what he says in the text. Well, they and say it's says- corrupted. Yeah, that's why it was yeah. good originally, but it got corrupted, which we're gonna address. Right. Um, yeah. uh, it's in, just in I, another I was show. Thinking this through, it's just so fascinating that it is. It's very interesting, interesting that that, they, they
0: said. that this had to be said. Don't say Trinity. Don't attribute anything to God. But you said you said something interesting. You said that it's amazing they still they still think he's an apostle. They think Jesus was a prophet. That's right? what I'm. Yeah. Here's the truth of it, Tyler. Every religion in the world no matter how pagan, yeah. wants a piece of Jesus. They all want him. Yeah. You're... Isn't that weird? Why does everybody want this guy? Why does everybody want him on their team? It's because you can't ignore him. you, yeah, like you really... can't ignore him. Yeah, He's yeah. the most he's the most poignant uh, person in all of, of human history. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. so, yeah, it is interesting. Everyone has to accommodate for Jesus, and they all want him on their team. No, you're right. Now, you're now it's right. on their own terms. They don't want to hear what he said, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they want him, so... Yeah. It's very interesting. Well, that's the first of the six articles, belief that Allah is one and there's no division in his essence or in his person. The second belief is belief in angels. Hmm. Now, this this does get into their theology a little bit because they think angels play an important role even in um, their salvation because they record their good deeds and their bad deeds. According to Islam, angels are made from light. Mm. From Which, light. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, now, again, let's think about what Scripture <laughs> says, right? That that Satan parades around as an angel of light.
1: Uh, Isn't that that's, fascinating? That's a good point. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're right. It's very interesting to think through no, that. it's crazy because, it, you know, we've, we've found little tidbits of, like, v- verses like that, that contrast literal, like, word for word some of the things that, that these religions that we've mm-hmm. been looking at have been overviewing, and it's astounding, like, sometimes. Like, little things like that, like, that Satan... Just attributes himself to be an angel of light. like that's Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and now here they say angels were made from light. Now, one of the things they believe about angels is that angels can't fall. They can't rebel against God. They can't choose to disobey. Right. So there's no fallen angels in Islam, but there are jinn, J-I-N-N. Mm. And these are spiritual beings who were created from smokeless fire who can rebel. And they would say that Satan is one of those. He's a jinn. This is where we get the word genie. Oh. Right? Okay. So does that make sense? I actually it's, didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that interesting? interesting? It is interesting. That's the where where we get the word genie from. Um this spirit. So he's a being. demon. Well, genies aren't they don't have to rebel, but they can. Yeah. Angels cannot rebel. Mm, That's the difference. Okay. So, yeah. But Satan is a is a jinn that has rebelled, according to Islam. And so in um in the hadith. Uh, it says this. I want to read to you this um, this quote. It says the messenger of Allah said, "Angels were created from light, jinns were created from a smokeless flame of fire, and Adam was created from that which you have been told, i.e., sounding clay like the clay of pottery." So there it is. This is where angels and jinn came from, according uh, to Muhammad. Now, angels are important, like I said before, because they record your good deeds and your bad deeds. But they're also, they're also said to um, you know, be messengers, of course, but also they control the weather and they have jobs that they, they have to obey Allah in because they can't okay, rebel yeah. against him. So, belief in angels is the second article of faith. The third article of faith is belief in Allah's revealed books. Right, the divine revelations. You have to believe that God, Allah, revealed these books, and it is interesting which books they list as being revealed from Allah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, what would you guess would be the books? Uh,
1: well, obviously the Quran.
0: Yeah, of course, because that was Muhammad received that. It's the most true, right? For sure.
1: Yeah. The Quran is a big deal. Yeah, last week we talked about. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Hadith, because they hold them with high esteem, like some yeah. of them. But it's not like. And they would say that the hadith are. That's I know they're not sticky, like considered right? yeah. scripture, but yeah, but they're uh, maybe so they're holy, close. So it's like yeah,
0: but they yeah they wouldn't consider it divine revelation. They just right. consider it. Really close because the most godly prophet who ever lived is someone we should emulate, so that that gets yeah, close. and that makes sense. But they, they wouldn't Where? say that that's one of Allah's revelations, mm. even though their practice kind of says differently, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Quran for sure, but but the other two major ones are the Gospels, the Injil, and the Torah, the the book of Moses. Mm, they say yeah. that these were revealed from God. Two prophets for their people at the time.
1: Wow, it's funny how corrupt they are too.
0: Yeah, well, that's what they say. <laughs> now we can't. We, of course, they've been corrupted. No, that's yeah. why they disagree so much with Islam, but and, and they disagree Hell, wow, with the Quran. That's... But that's what they say. Those those books would have to be included because they are from. Yeah, so that Allah. is
1: a divine revealed book. Yes. Yep wow. the the Gospels and the Torah and the Quran. So the Bible, yeah, the Bible and Quran, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: yep, the problem is with the contradictions, but where they see the contradictions, they always go with the Quran and say that the Gospels were corrupted. Yeah, so the then what do you say,
1: though, then, that you could talk to them about the Bible and then they well, would yeah. have to consider it as... Yes, Yeah. They, they need to. And there's actually
0: some tactics we're going to talk about um, in, in another podcast about how you can use the Quran to show them that the New Testament's legitimate, Right. which is just great. But yeah, they, they are supposed to believe these are Allah's words.
1: Mm, okay so
0: that's another article of faith and again from an apologetic standpoint we can use that to help them see the truth uh, the fourth article of faith is belief in the prophets of Allah and that makes sense yeah right the the guys who wrote the divine scripture or who who taught people from Allah's uh, revelations so um in the Quran there's 25 uh, prophets named okay and then there's some people there's some um, prophets that aren't named but they're talked about. So there's a lot of prophets according to Islam, um, but obviously the most prominent is Muhammad, right? He's the greatest prophet of all time. Well, yeah, He's the greatest right. man who ever lived. But the most respected prophets in Islam are Noah, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad.
1: Wow. Most yeah. of those are
0: biblical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and yeah. and they believe, you know, they believe that these were real people. And yeah, they, you know, right. And Abraham uh, had Ishmael with Hagar, and they, they're descendants well, that's true. of that. yeah. So the Arabs are descendants of that. And so, yeah, they hold Abraham in high esteem. They hold Moses in high esteem, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus. Now they just think that what we believe about Moses and Jesus aren't true mm-hmm. and that, that their books have been corrupted.
1: But they believe so, in the prophets. So I—, I I had a question about that then too. Yeah. So, did they believe that the Torah is also corrupt, uh, separate yes. from the Gospels? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I'm I just clarifying that because I, I knew that they they said the Gospels are corrupt. But I hadn't. I wasn't sure if that also included the Torah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because there's
0: definitely stuff about Abraham's uh, son Isaac being the promised. Oh, son. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't okay, agree. Okay. You're that, right. So. I, I
1: see what you're saying now. Yep.
0: <laughs> the fifth article of faith that that Muslims have to believe is belief in the day of judgment. And this is kind of similar to our Day of Judgment, right? They, they believe there's a day where all people will be resurrected, and then um, their deeds will be read from a scroll. The Bible says this. The Bible says books, but, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> I think it's scroll. <laughs> yeah. uh, they'll be read from a scroll. And at this point, faithful Muslims who have done enough good works will enter into paradise, and unbelievers and hypocrites uh, who haven't done enough good works will be thrown into hell. And so somewhat similar to the Christian view of the afterlife or of judgment, but yeah. it's not based on our works we get into heaven. It's based on our uh, position in, in Christ,
1: mm, right? Yeah, and that, yeah. that,
0: that happens prior even to the great white throne judgment. Right. But that's that's what we believe. It's, 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 it's if our name's in the book of life, not if our deeds are good enough. And it's interesting because the Bible talks about how all the books with all the deeds are opened up. So what Muslims think is going to happen does happen. And Jesus shows them, you can't be perfect. You can't get into heaven based on your deeds. And that's what they've been banking on their whole life.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's yep.
0: sad. I mean, yeah, again, that's, that's, that's why we want to share truth, right? Yeah, because that's that's the reality thought. that's coming. No, no yeah.
1: but it's true. It's true. They're going to come one day to find that that's, that's the case. And yep. it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It is. And the sixth article uh, of faith that Muslims have to believe, and this one is
0: just, I think is kind of out of place from all the other five but it's the belief in predestination predetermination
1: yeah that is a bit out of place
0: it's it's weird right yeah. but they have to believe that allah controls everything we do allah controls all things every single person yeah. if a person doesn't believe in islam it's because allah has forced them not to believe it
1: yeah Wow, that's he
0: he picks everything. He nothing is out of his direct control. It's it's
1: determinism, right? It's yeah. fatalism. And well, that's something that that's really interesting to me too. And thinking when when you look at that that one, and you you think of uh, like extremists, like mm-hmm. or terrorist groups, like for the for the extreme ones that like kill yeah. non-Muslims th- who don't convert and mm-hmm. come come to I- Islam. They why would they be doing that if according to this? Allah is the one that dictates and predestines people to come to him or to go away. You know, isn't yeah. that isn't that fascinating? That's
0: Yeah, well what they would say is I'm determined to 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 do this. I'm determined to take the sword to the infidel. Yeah, yeah. And he's making me do that too, right? Cuz if everything's determined, you you have to do what you do. The problem yeah. with that is is you don't have any responsibility in any of the actions you do. I don't believe. That's what if, I was thinking. If Islam's yeah. true, I don't believe it because Allah won't let me believe it.
1: Yeah. So it's it's like why why try and force people? Yeah. To believe Isn't it that if interesting? No, right? If they're predestined to not believe it. Yeah. yeah.
0: If they can't really believe it, why do you think threatening violence will help them believe it? Yeah. No, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. So that's just that's a really interesting. It is interesting. Word. Well, yeah.
0: let me read this verse that right. that kind of shows this point. It's uh in the Quran in Surah six thirty nine. It says, but those who deny our verses are deaf and dumb within darkness. Whomever Allah wills, he leads astray. And whomever he wills, he puts him on a straight path. (laughs) Do you see it? It says Muhammad leads people astray. Yeah. He he leaves them astray. He, he, He doesn't try to save. And then he puts others on a straight path, but he doesn't do it for everybody because it's whatever he decides it's his will right so it's not like islam's really offered to all people it's only for the ones that he puts on the straight path
1: fascinating yeah, right that's uh, yeah that is that's so yeah that's so crazy so that's Especially that—that's like one of the the core beliefs that you have to yeah. believe in. Yep, in order to it, be a Muslim.
0: Yes, it is. It's interesting. It it does take away from your responsibility for your actions, though. Yeah. But it also makes yeah. you feel special, right? Because I'm one of them that he did yeah, predestine I and put that. on the straight path. Okay. So there's kind of like an elitism that's that's in it too.
1: Right, okay. That so, makes sense. Yep. So those are the
0: six, um, the six articles of faith. Belief that Allah is one and there's no division in who he is. Uh, belief in angels, belief in Allah's revealed books, belief in Allah's prophets, belief in the Day of Judgment, and belief in predestination. These are things that, mo- that Muslims have to believe in this way. In order to be Muslim. you It's not like a, oh, I i believe in four of the six articles of faith. No, <laughs> you, you have to believe in all of them.
1: Wow. Or it's yeah. not Islam. You're not submitting. Right? Yeah, so you're just, by Muslims as a whole, you're not considered a Muslim if mm-hmm. you're missing one of these. Yeah, you can't yeah.
0: be. Yeah. They kind of all go together. So now, right. moving on to... From from beliefs they have to have to the practices they have to do to, to earn salvation. Yeah. Now let's turn to talking about the five pillars, all right? The five pillars of Islam. These are the most important deeds that Muslims must do in order to get into paradise or to have a shot at getting into paradise. Um in uh, Sahih al-Bukhari, which again, remember we talked about, Bukhari is the, the gold standard of Hadith. It's Sahih, it's authenticated. Yeah, it's the right. highest level. It's true. Uh, in Bukhari, uh, it says that Muhammad said this, and uh, let me find that. Okay. The messenger of Allah said, Islam is based on five pillars, testifying there is no God but Allah, and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, To offer prayers, to give charity, the hajj, pilgrimage, and fasting during Ramadan. Mm. Those are the five pillars, all right? So let's start with the first one, which is to give testimony. It's called the shahada, which means uh, testimony or bear witness uh, in Arabic. The shahada. This is John 3.16 for Muslims. Yeah, I've heard this before. Yeah, this is is it. So you say in Arabic, and I I cannot pronounce this. (laughs) <laughs> at all. But the English translation is, there's no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his messenger.
1: Okay, but you have to say it in Arabic, though. Yes. In order to... And, okay. And
0: you have to say it
1: with conviction and sincerity. <clears throat> uh okay. You have to believe it. You can't just say it. That's what... That's kind of what um, Mormons yeah. do a little bit with Moroni ten four, Bro... Uh, yeah.
0: Again, there's like 50 similarities between Islam and Mormon. No, you
1: have to—what is it you have to say? The, I believe the Book of Mormon is true or something. And Joseph well, no, is a prophet. Sorry, yeah. you don't ha- have to say that, but you have to pray and ask for— Yeah, ask divine. if yeah. these things are not true, that's right. and
0: God will reveal it to you, and he'll give you the confirmation. The yeah, that's kind of what this
1: is right here, because you're yeah. saying something.
0: Yeah, and you're saying something about God, and you're saying something about the prophet which is similar in uh, – it's similar when you hear a Mormon give their testimony too. They say, I believe that the Book of Mormon is God's word, and I believe that Joseph Smith is a prophet, right? It is very mm-hmm. it is similar. Yeah. That's, so, that's yeah, it's fascinating. fascinating. But the Shahada, you have to say this with conviction to become a Muslim. A lot of uh, Muslim mm-hmm. fathers will whisper this into their newborn child's ears. It's like one of the first things that they hear <clears throat> that um, – that the Shahada is that important to them, right? Mm. And they'll tell their newborn baby there's no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his messenger. And do you see how the no God but Allah, that's Article 1 of the faith too? Yeah. So it's the belief in that, but then you say this with conviction, and that's how you become Muslim. So that's the first pillar, okay? Second pillar of faith is salat. It's ritual <coughs> prayer. Um, and there are some very interesting Uh, quotes about prayer and practices about prayer that Muslims have to do. Now, again, most people know, okay, they have prayer mats, they face east, they pray a lot of times a day, right? Um, But why is prayer such a devout thing? Um, Again, from Sahih al-Bukhari, right, there's this quote, and it says, I asked the prophet which deed is most loved by Allah. He said, prayer at the correct time. Huh. <clears throat> okay. So if we know what Allah loves the most, right? Which deed is the most important? That's the one I want to make sure I do if I'm earning my way to heaven.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, so it does. it's best bang for your buck.
1: Right? Wow. <laughs> that's... Yeah, but that's that's just uh that's really interesting. So it's very very specifically prayer at the correct time. Yes. Not and just prayer but at the correct time. At the yeah. correct
0: time. And that's why there are Times a day Muslims are supposed to pray. That's what Muhammad mm. did. That's what's taught to do. So in in Muslim countries, right, they'll they'll blow that big horn, right? You, you've heard that. Um, where at the mosque they'll sound the alarm and it's prayer time.
1: Oh, and it's and a everybody horn that they, needs, that yeah, they blow for that. Yeah, and That's everyone
0: needs to stop and pray.
1: Uh huh.
0: So this is this is yeah, this is their custom. There's 17 cycles of prayer that they're supposed to do every day, and they spread out these 17 cycles over five different times. Okay, okay. The, the times of day are dawn, noon, mid-afternoon, dusk, and two hours after sunset. Okay. So that's where you get the right time, the specific time that Muhammad was talking that's, about. That's really,
1: that sounds like really excessive. Like, to... It's very ritualistic, right? Yeah. Now, here's the yeah. thing.
0: If you're praying that much, you really don't have lots of time to study. And yeah. I, I do think one of the tactics of, of demons is to keep people so busy doing that they never have time to stop and think about what they're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a, it's no, that, a no. That's, a, that's a good point, yeah. So, 17 cycles of prayer every day spread over the five times a day, which are dawn, noon, mid-afternoon, dusk, and two hours after sunset. But before each time they pray, they're supposed to ceremonially wash themselves. Mm. Supposed to. They don't always do this. But they're supposed to ceremonially wash themselves and face Mecca. Now, the washing is very, uh, very complex. What they're supposed to do is they're supposed to wash three times in succession by rinsing their hands three times, by rinsing their forearms, by rinsing their face, by rinsing their ears, by rinsing their head, by rinsing their nose, by rinsing their mouth, and then rinsing their feet. Doing all of this three times takes about five minutes. And then you're doing this five times a day. So that's 25 minutes a day of just ceremonial
1: washing before prayer. Huh. wow that's a, yeah that's really interesting it's a lot that's of a work lot. so uh, yeah and it, so you five times yeah per day and it takes five minutes roughly so five cycles a day and before each cycle there's 17
0: cycles yeah, spread yeah. over the five times a day and before each time you pray you're supposed to do the washing
1: yeah so that's at least like 25 <clears throat> 30 minutes a day of like yeah. just doing rinsing you got it yeah Yep, It's works,
0: right? It's works-based salvation.
1: Yeah. So
0: they do this, and and one of the reasons that the Ceremony of is important is because in Hadith, right, remember Muhammad did it, so you're supposed to do what Muhammad did because he's the greatest person of all time, but Muhammad also said something very interesting in uh, Sunan Ibn Majah, which is one of the six canonical Hadith according to uh, the Sunni Muslims. So this is authentic. Okay, and this is what it says. Uh, Allah's messenger, praise be upon him, said, verily, when a servant of Allah washes his hands, his sins fall to the ground from his hands. Then as he washes his face, his sins fall to the ground from his face. Then as he washes his arms and wipes his head, his Mm. sin drops from his arms and head. Then when he washes his feet, his sins pour down from his feet. They okay. believe that they are getting rid of sin by doing prayer. The good works is getting rid of the bad.
1: Wow. So they're yeah.
0: atoning for their own sin.
1: And you do it multiple times a day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, this is this is works-based salvation,
0: right? That's that that is what Islam is. It's submitting to this program to do work so that you might get into heaven. So this is a <clears throat> very strenuous, right? If if you're a devout Muslim, this is a lot to do. So the 17 cycles are broken up into five times. Um, when you when you pray, this is how they break them up. I don't know if anybody really is keeping track here, but um, they break them up like this. Um, when you pray at dawn, you do two cycles. When you pray at noon, you do four. When you pray at mid afternoon, you do four. When you pray at dusk, you do three. When you pray at two hours after sunset, you do four. So that all adds up to seventeen cycles. Huh. Now what do they do for each cycle? Each raka. That means prostration, right? Yeah. This is what they do. Everybody stands up, and, and you know, this happens at the mosque or it happens by yourself. You stand up and you say Allahu Akbar, which is Allah is the greatest, right? You see this in movies. Muslims say that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Allah is the greatest. And then with hands folded over their abdomen, they recite the Surat al-Fatiha, which is um, the first chapter in the Quran, uh, verses 1 through 7. Mm. So this is what they recite. Um, It says in the name of Allah, the entirely merciful, the especially merciful, all praise is due to Allah, Lord of the worlds, the entirely merciful, the especially merciful, sovereign of the day of recompense. It is you we worship and you we ask for help. Guide us to the straight path, the path of those upon whom you have bestowed favor, not of those who have evoked your anger or of those who are astray. So that's that's a cycle. Wow. All right. And they're supposed to do this five different times a day at the different sequences of repeating this, right, Uh, together at the mosque or individually wherever they're at. They're supposed to bow down. They're supposed to pray uh, and face east, which is facing towards Mecca.
1: Yeah, east, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So one of the interesting things about it is that because it's a works-based system, there's not only... Praying at the right time is loved by Allah, Yeah. but praying at the right place is loved even more.
1: Yeah, And you have to do it at the right method. Yeah, the right right, method, the
0: right place, the right time. It's very strict. Um, In Sahih al-Bukhari, once again, Mm. which is the best hadith out there, there's a quote, and it says, The prophet said prayer offered in the congregation, that's at the mosque, Mm. is worth 25 times that done in his house. Huh. so if you pray at home that's great but if you would have gone to the mosque it's worth 25 times more
1: credit so so then do <clears> muslims go to the mosque and when they do their prayer there they don't have to do it for 25 cycles and then they can
0: no 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 it's not like that okay you're
1: earning salvation so, so 25 times if praying, more salvation yeah if you
0: there. pray let's say you pray five times to- you do the five cycles at your house yeah let's just say that's worth five points Okay. If you would have gone to the mosque to do that, it would have been worth 125 points. Okay. Because each time you do it, it's worth 25. That's what he said. Prayer offered at the mosque is worth 25 uh, times that done in the house. So if you're earning yeah. your way, you want to go to mosque. This is a good way to keep uh, church attendance up, right? Yeah. <clears throat> in yes. a sense, right? So people that are very devout will go to the mosque. Now think about how much time this consumes. You go to the mosque five times a day. Yeah. You do
1: all the washing there. You have to wait. You turn not, to do Well, that's washing. what I was thinking too. Everybody's doing this at the, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. That is a lot of work. Yeah. A
0: lot of time of the day taken up. Now, at the conclusion of the final raka in each sequence— Every person will turn their head to their right shoulder and to their left shoulder, and they will say, uh, Salamu alikum," which means peace be upon you. Then they'll turn their left to their left shoulder and do the same thing. Turn to their right and say it, peace be upon you. Turn to their left and say it, peace be upon you. What's going on here? Muslims are saluting the two angels that are on their shoulders. They believe there's an angel on their right shoulder and an angel on their left shoulder. (laughs) The one on the right records all their good deeds, and the one on the left records all their bad deeds. And when they stand before Allah, the Day of Judgment, the angels are going to give an account to how much good, how much bad, the scales of justice. And if you did more good than bad, you could get into paradise. That's
1: yeah. So wow. they,
0: they salute they they acknowledge these angels who are watching them do their prayers.
1: Yeah, that's crazy that that's a part of the ritual too. That that <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's not just atoning for your sin. You're you're like hey, you're, make sure I'm getting credit. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow that's fascinating. Interesting, yeah.
0: right? So that is prayer, right? Salat. Now let's talk about fasting. Psalm S A U M. Mm. Sometimes it's spelled S A W M. Fasting. Um, A lot of people know about this, right? Ramadan, the month of Ramadan, Muslims fast. But how do they fast? Hmm. Have you, you've heard about this before?
1: I I have actually, yeah.
0: It is fascinating. I kind of want to go to a Muslim country and experience it, to be honest. I'd like to see it. (laughs) Mainly the night before the fasting, that's (laughs) why why I want
1: to see (laughs) it. Yeah, well what they do, the rule
0: is that you can't eat, drink, uh, swallow saliva, have sex while the sun's up. But while the sun's down, you can do everything. So it's really like a fasting during the day. It's almost like you're flip-flopping how you yeah. normally live your life. Um, so during uh, that month of Ramadan, which is, is usually in May for us, right, because it's a, the ninth lunar month. It's usually in May. Um, they believe that it was during this time that the Quran was descended from heaven and given to Muhammad. So that's why it's a holy month. Um, but that's what they are supposed to do. You're supposed to fast during the day and then uh, eat at night. <laughs> or do everything at night, but not, not swallowing your saliva. That that's, is strict. That's what I was thinking of too. How do they, how do they even track that? Like, like, I I don't know. I, I wonder if like, you know, like how in high school there's all the wrestlers who are trying to make weight and they're like spitting their saliva into a jar yeah. all day into <laughs> like a gallon jug. I don't know if it's like that. Yeah, I, it's like, I have no idea no, what
1: I'm <clears> saying <throat> too, like, like, how, how do they even know if people aren't like Still, just swallowing like every now well, and, the and then. The like, angels oh, keep No one's track. watching me right. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm gonna slip this one past the angel. I mean, maybe. Just... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> possible, but yeah. <laughs> like a little bit. I'm just. Yeah,
0: like. it's interesting, right? Now, again, a quote from Muhammad in Sahih Al Bukhari says, "The Prophet, uh, Praise be upon him, said, whoever fasts the month of Ramadan out of faith and goodness, all his sins will be forgiven.' <laughs> now, again, not all meaning um, all future every sin. It means all the sins up to that point,
1: right? So it's not
0: like you can just go to Ramadan once, do it, and you're free and clear forever. You, you keep earning grace because you keep screwing up. So you keep earning. You don't earn grace. Grace is unmerited favor, right? You're earning salvation based on your works. Mm, Okay. So, Psalm, fasting during the month of Ramadan, is something they're supposed to do. Another is zakat, which is uh, giving charity to the poor. That's the fourth pillar. Um, Muslims are supposed to give 2.5% of their income annually to the poor and needy. And and the Quran, remember how we talked about Muhammad was uh, orphaned? and he married a widow, Yeah, he really did have a heart for orphans and widows. And in the Quran, he wrote about taking care of orphans and widows mm. um,
1: and being benevolent to them. So this, yeah. this
0: goes along with that, which is a great thing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, no it is. And uh, you know, too, that, that, that doesn't seem like too difficult to come by 2.5%. No, That's well, and, pretty... and listen, 2.5%
0: yeah. is the minimum. Many Muslims give yeah. much more than
1: that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but this is what you have
0: to do. Yeah, that makes to, sense. To be doing a good job. So the idea with that, though, is that if you give 2.5% over 40 years, you've given 100% of one year's worth of salary.
1: Oh, okay. And so that's, yeah. that's
0: the goal. That's what they're trying to do. Over 40 years, I gave one whole year
1: mm, away. Okay.
0: So, yeah, but many Muslims give much more than that. Um, and yeah. It, right. But it's part of earning your salvation, right? Okay. Um, so... Um, There's an interesting quote in Sahih al-Bukhari again, and um, it's about what Allah said about people who don't pay the zakat, who don't don't give 2.5 percent. Do you want to read that? It's very interesting.
1: Yeah, sure. It says, uh, the messenger of Allah said, the person whom Allah made wealthy and did not pay zakat on the day of judgment, it will be for him like a bald-headed snake. Wrapped around his neck, biting him, saying, I am your property. I am your treasure. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's oh, funny. It was, oh, so, my gosh. So what is he saying? Somebody who Allah's
0: made wealthy because Allah's in control of everything. Yeah. yeah. Now, but now let's think about this logically. Allah's in control of everything. He made you wealthy. You didn't pay the zakat. Man, That's a, that's a big deal, right? It's going to be bad for you because on the day of judgment, a bald-headed snake is going to be wrapped around your neck. Biting you, saying, I'm your property. I'm your treasure. <laughs> Sounds like a Lord of the Rings type thing, thinking, right? That's why I'm Yeah. <laughs> now, think about this, Tyler. Yeah. If Allah decides, determines, does everything, huh. he made me wealthy, and then he made me not give zakat, and then he punishes me by wrapping a snake around my neck that bites me. Why? I didn't do anything. He made me not give. If we're being consistent...
1: That's really, yeah, that's true. You can't you can't say that it's not Allah making you do that. Exactly. It's one of the five
0: or the, one of the six articles of faith. So do you see just within these— And you these, have to believe that. You have to. So just within these 11 things, the six articles and the five pillars, you can see contradiction.
1: Yeah. It can't yeah. be,
0: right? Um, yeah. So I'll pay the zakat if Allah makes me. And if I don't pay it, it's because he made me not pay it. So why do I get punished for
1: what Allah does, right? Yeah, but you have to do it based off your own free will because you have free will. Well, that's what's implied, but they don't believe that, right? So
0: that's that's an issue. That's a problem. So the fourth pillar is Zakat, giving charity to the poor. And then the last one is called Hajj. It's H-A-J-J, H-A-J-J. It's pilgrimage, pilgrimage to Mecca. Every Muslim is supposed to make a pilgrimage to Mecca at least once in
1: their lifetime. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I heard about that. It's like yeah. this big cube.
0: It's a big deal. And they yeah, try yeah. to go on a specific time of year because there is um, a hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari that talks about what Muhammad did, the time he went at, and Muslims go and they do exactly what Muhammad did while he was there. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things is is he, he took a sacrificial animal with him. Um, he circled the Kaaba, which is this black cube uh, mosque, um, if you if you yeah. Google search Kaaba, you will see you'll see it. Many people have seen it. It's it's in Mecca, Saudi Arabia, and it's the most holy mosque, right? Um, we're going to talk about what it is in a little bit. But when Muhammad went and and performed Hajj, he circled the black Kaaba, the cube. <clears throat> when he got to Mecca, he touched the black stone first of all, um, and we're going to talk about what the black stone is in a little bit. And then he kind of uh, jogged around the Kaaba three times, and then he walked around it four times. So people go try to do this because you're supposed to do what Muhammad did because he was the holiest prophet of all time. Then after he was done circling the Kaaba, uh, he performed two prayers. Then he went to two nearby hills, and he um, ran between them. Hmm. So there's this running between the hills that takes place in Mecca. Um, and I, I was reading, it's it's somewhere between 200 to 300
1: people get yeah. trampled every year at this time. I was going to say, I, I actually have read something on that too. Because even, even during um, the trotting <clears throat> around the... Uh, Around the main, around the Kaaba. Yeah, yeah around the Kaaba. Don't people get tr- like trampled there too? Yeah, I That's would. That's what I heard about.
0: Yeah, and and there's some really great visuals online. If you if you just run a search oh, yeah, on could, there's the videos Kaaba, of this, and or, yeah. yeah, or or Hajj, pilgrimage to Mecca, and you see the black cube, and then all the thousands and thousands, thousands. hundreds of thousands of people surrounding this thing, um, it is fascinating yeah. to see. And and it's because they all try to go there uh, in the 10th lunar month, uh, because that's when
1: yeah. Muhammad went I, there. I just right? wonder how long that that takes the process to go through oh, all that. Oh man. Yeah. Well, it depends. on that many yeah. people. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I don't think it's like an organized thing. I think everyone's just trying to do it themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. Just get it done. So, and you have to go do that. Now, if you're, if you're handicapped, you, there's an allowance that you don't have right. to go. And yeah. if finances are a problem, there's allowance. You don't have to go, but you're really supposed to try to do it. Right, yeah. <clears throat> so um what what is the Kaaba though? There's this there's this cubed, it's I think it's made of granite. It's a mosque in Saudi Arabia. What is this according to Islam? Well, in the Quran, mm. it talks about what it is. All right? So this right. Uh, this helps us out. In Surah 597 it says Allah has made the Kaaba the sacred house standing for the people and has sanctified the sacred months and the sacrificial animals and the garlands by which they are identified. That is so you may know that Allah knows what is in the heavens and what is in the earth and that Allah is knowing of all things. Um the, so what happened was the Kaaba, this 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 temple, was there prior to Muhammad coming back from Medina, mm. and the pagans in Mecca, the the polytheists, used to use it for pagan worship, and when he came back and took over Mecca, he kind of like Islamified it. Okay, he, yeah. he said, and we're gonna take that and we're gonna worship Allah here. Most people believe that the Kaaba in, in Islam, not. Not archaeologists, but most people in Islam believe the Kaaba was either built by angels or by Adam, the Adam, the right? First yeah, man. We yep. like. um, but then it kind of started to deteriorate and crumble and stuff. But it was rebuilt, yeah, so, rebuilt by Abraham and Ishmael,
1: who Arabs are descendants from. Ishmael. Yeah, that's, and that, that, that's just so crazy to me too that they believe it was built by. Adam. Mm-hmm. Like the or angels, Adam. maybe.
0: But or yeah, it say, goes yeah. way back to the beginning of man. That's <clears throat> Now, yeah. there's archaeological evidence that shows this isn't true, um, but that is what Muslims believe. Um, and you, you have Surah 2, 127. Can you read that? Because it talks about Abraham and Ishmael.
1: Yeah, Surah 2, 127 says, And mention when Abraham was raising the foundations of the house, and with him Ishmael, saying, Our Lord, accept this from us. Indeed, you are the hearing, the knowing.
0: So that's where we see Abraham and Ishmael were the ones who who built these foundations and kind of resurrected this uh, Kaaba. Yeah. So now in one of the corners of this structure is this big black stone. Right, And Muhammad yeah. it said he, he visited the black stone. Yeah, I heard about um, that. Yeah, and you can see it in pictures if you just Google search it. There's like this big silver thing they've put around it, and you can put your head into, and, and people kiss it. And it's yeah. because Muhammad kissed it. Um, there's, there's hadith that says this, um, uh, the black stone descended from paradise, and it was whiter than milk, but it became black due to the sins of the children of Adam. So they believe it's this ancient oh,
1: wow. rock
0: that goes all the way back to Adam and it was white, but because of our sin it became black.
1: Well, are, are you sure it wasn't, like, it didn't get black from, like, so many people kissing it and it just got dirty over time? It's I don't just, know. Like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows like, if shoot, it was originally like, yeah. white or what. But it's really black now. You can yeah, see pictures wow, of that's, it. Um, yeah, that's and crazy. then
0: Umar, who is one of the caliphs, he's <clears throat> one of the um, the spiritual leaders of Islam after two, two people removed from Muhammad for the Sunni Muslims. Um, in Sahih al-Bukhari and in Sahih Muslim, which are the two greatest hadith, Umar says... Verily, I know you were only a stone with no power to harm or benefit me. Were it not that I saw the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, kiss you, I would not have kissed you. So he admits to kissing the black stone, and the only reason he does it is because Muhammad did it, and they're supposed to do what Muhammad did. He says there's there's no power, there's no benefit, and he wouldn't even do it except that Muhammad. Any
1: even says there's no harm to me. Yes. Yeah, wow.
0: So so there's this black stone. And so a lot of Muslims try to push all the way to the kebab because they want to kiss the black stone.
1: Mm. Because Muhammad
0: did, you see? And, yeah. and you've got hundreds of thousands of people going there uh, okay. at that time of year trying to push in. It's, it's somewhat of a dangerous thing. So this thing.
1: has become more of a traditionalist thing even rather than a <clears throat> believed Thing. I mean, meaning well, no,
0: it's it's what you're supposed to do. You're earning salvation by 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 doing the Hajj, by doing pilgrimage. You're yeah, yeah. But I meant works.
1: I meant physically kissing it though. You have to that's included in that. Yeah. Because Muhammad okay. did that when he went. And you're right, supposed okay. to do what Muhammad but did. That's just so fascinating. And that's why they're supposed says to this run here. through the yeah. hill,
0: the between the hills, they're supposed to yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, all of that. It's part of
1: it. Wow, but that's just so fascinating too, where he says here. He's like, This is this is no benefit or harm to me. Why yeah. like basically I, I wouldn't do this. Otherwise, otherwise there's no yeah. point
0: there's no point but I saw how do it so I'm supposed to Yep
1: you got it wow.
0: So so with this with the six articles of faith what they believe and then the five pillars what they have to do to earn salvation each person is is doing these deeds so that they they hopefully will have 51% good when they get to stand before a law and the scrolls which has all their works on it is opened Because if you have mm. 51% good there's a chance you can be let into uh Paradise, but you don't have to be let in. Right? Yeah. There's n- there is no assurance in Islam except for two groups of people. One is mentally handicapped people, and then the second is martyrs. Because you could get to you could get to uh, a paradise, or you could stand before Allah and you could have seventy five percent good deeds. And if He wanted, He could send you to hell, because He's in charge and He's in control. So you don't have assurance that you're going to make it based on your works. You're hoping your works are good enough, but you don't have assurance unless you're a martyr. So a lot of times when there's suicide bombers, right? Yeah. When there's yeah. terrorists willing to die, it's a, it's not an act of dedication. It's an act of desperation. Mm. It's the only way that they're ensuring that they will go to paradise when they die. Yeah. So you see, so you see the lie that Satan's put out there. You can't. I don't know if you'll make it, but if you kill yourself, you're in for sure. Yeah. And, and people are obliging. People are doing that. Sadly, and we want to steer people away from this. We don't want people falling for this lie. We want them to know the truth that sets them free, and that comes only through knowing
1: Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That's a sad. That's just such a, such a such a dark thing too. Like in the in the belief system of thinking yeah. that like too, and not just. Not just the death aspect but the other only assurances if you're mentally yeah uncapa- like incapable like that's yeah yeah
0: yep. it is it's it's a very it's it's a very hard belief to think is real because you've you've just everything the weight of the world is on you to perform well yeah and that might not be enough yeah it's depressing if you think about it it'd be it'd be very i I would have a ton of anxiety, I just know it. Right, And I would do everything I can to pray as much as I'm supposed to and to do extra and to give extra because I want to get into paradise. Yeah, that would freak you out. Yeah, your whole life is a life of um, worry. It's a whole life of doing. It's it's a life of, oh, man, I better do this so I make it. Um, Not a life like in Christianity where we have a thank you life. We have a life of Jesus, thank you for what you did for me. Mm. And now I'm freed to love people, not because I have to, but because I want to. You've allowed me not to do good deeds for myself, but I can do good deeds in order to actually show care to another human being. Yeah, that and and nothing, no other religion really has. Yeah, that's so different. Earning their way to
1: heaven. Yeah, that's just such a interesting contrast of like, like you said, like, like. um, I I think it's interesting too that you you call it. An act of uh, desperation rather than dedication. Like that's mm-hmm. very that that's very true. Cause you yeah, because you think about
0: that. Well, and I hear a lot of Christians will say, "Man, Muslims really are, are believe what they what mm. they say they believe." Because look at the lengths they're willing to go to for their belief. They're willing to die for their belief. Well, yeah, they believe it, but it's not like they believe it so strongly that they're willing to die like a Christian martyr.
1: Yeah, they're yeah.
0: dying in order to assure themselves heaven. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, so I've heard a lot of people say that, and that's kind of a misnomer when you understand the theology behind Islam. Yeah, wow, no
1: kidding. That's just... It's fascinating. Just it is
0: so well. Hey, be back next week as we continue our series on Islam. But right now, we've got a coffee tip. Tyler, you have a coffee tip for us? Yes,
1: yes, I do. So this is something that we actually wanted to inform our listeners of from last week. So last week we talked about um, getting a hand grinder, right? Mm -hmm. And then for your coffee grounds, because uh, we have a tip that was that um, electric grinders can tend to uh, damage and burn. The Mm -hmm. coffee beans as you grind them because it it just grinds spins the blade spins so fast it heats up and and which makes sense. It
0: does make sense. And it also doesn't blend, right? Inconsistent uh, yeah, inconsistent grind, right? There's bigger Bigger, parts and smaller parts and yeah, yeah, it's just a mess all around.
1: Right. And so with that, we just received further information this past week on hand grinders and discovered that you should definitely do your research because it turns out hand grinders take a really long time, <laughs> which which we had no idea about that because no. I've never used a hand grinder in my life. Have I you? haven't either. No, yeah. I've seen
0: the electric burr grinders like at coffee shops, right? Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that those grind are expensive, right? Yeah. yeah. Those are really expensive. So I thought, oh, the hand one will be nice and, and you can buy them on Amazon and stuff. But yeah, um, I guess they take a long, long time to get yeah, enough coffee yeah.
1: <laughs> out <So> of it. Just, <laughs> yeah, so just do your research. That's our tip for yes, this week: is just yes. thinking through. If uh, if you are getting that kind of grinder, you want to make sure that it's not going to, like, basically. Make your arm fall off. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, and
0: if you're in a rush, like, you're just, you know, you're pumping your arm. I could see myself just, like, sweating. I gotta eat my coffee before I go to work.
1: Yeah, <laughs> maybe, now, listen, yeah.
0: maybe if you don't get a good workout in the morning and you are a coffee addict, this would be a great workout regimen. That's true. You can yeah. get two of them. You can get both arms pumping. I don't there know. There we go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Pump some caffeine into your system by yep. pumping the grinder. It's not a bad idea. So anyway. That's great. Well, no, that's but, but, yeah. a good
0: tip. It's good to know that because yeah, I'd feel bad if people bought them and they're like, dude,
1: this takes forever.
0: It's yeah, not that's practical right. So what we use. don't. Uh,
1: you know what? And I'm not even going to say mm. I personally recommend it. Because I'm going to say, you know, sure, it probably makes a difference. I'll agree mm-hmm. with you there. But heck, I, I'm one for convenience. And yeah, I'm like, I'm, just, I'm fine with just grinding it up and just Popping it in the carrier. Yeah. Sometimes
0: convenience trumps quality.
1: Yeah. Some, not yeah, always, but sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just to get it done. I'm like, look, I just need coffee. I'm going to use my electric grinder. It's yep. cheap. It's quick. It's easy. And it, makes it gets sense. the job done. It yeah. does. It does. So.
0: Well, good tip, Tyler. Well, hey, listeners, thanks so much for being with us today. Please make mm. sure you join us on Instagram. Please make sure you join our insiders group. And uh, I'd love to see you at the Deep Faith Conference. It's it's gonna yeah. be a blast. Yeah. Please come out and, and hang out with us. It's again deepfaithapologetics.com. You can get tickets, but we're getting close to sold out. So if you want right. to get tickets, make sure you go ahead and do that quickly.
1: Right. And then also um just again, just wanted to reiterate our goal with this podcast, just uh hopefully this has been encouraging to you, all the information that we've discussed, but um just reminding our listeners that our goal is to defend Christians to be able to defend, uh, uh, equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and to be confident in their faith. And that's the goal of this podcast, where we hope that this information has been able to help equip you to be able to go and share with your Muslim neighbor and to be able to defend your faith and be confident in what you believe.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for being with us so much, and we will be back next week on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. Thanks for listening to Christ Culture and Coffee. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help us reach more people.